This episode of the Dicebreaker Podcast is sponsored by eBay. Level up your trading card game selling with eBay's new image scanning tool. Sellers can now scan their trading cards and create a listing in half the time. The new selling tool supports Magic the Gathering, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and coming soon, sports trading cards and other collectible card games. It's an easy three-step process. Simply open your eBay app, go to selling, and search for your card category. Use the new image tool to snap a photo and enter in other details like condition and price. Hit list your item and you're done. It's a snap. Get the eBay app now on iOS or Android, list your Magic the Gathering, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and start making money on your collections. To learn more, visit ebay.com forward slash scan to list. Link in the description below. Oh, I did it again. Oh, <laughs> oh no, what happened? No sounds. No, it's fine. No sounds. <laughs> Can they hear us now? Yes, I'm sorry. Look, I'm going to repeat the, the same jokes that I made <laughs> a second ago, but just imagine they were like 50% funnier. Because Lonely, the second sometimes time I wonder you do this just to like be like, right, I'm going to get that Matt Jarvis. He's going <laughs> to... Just it's take. just to give him. It's just to give him a chance to redeem himself the second time. <laughs> I got to quickly workshop a funnier joke in the like few seconds before I come off mute. Uh, mm. Look, Sorry. I can Thursday's understand. Thursday's the new Friday. Thursday is the new Friday. That's what they say. It's it's a different fur, but it's just as fun as oh, Friday. God. There you go. Uh, hello. It's first day. First day. Fur day. Fur day. <laughs> That's great. It's dice. I tell you what it is. It's Dicebreaker Podcast Day. Yeah. No, no matter what the day of the week, it's always the best day of the week. Uh, hello, I'm Matt Jarvis. I'm your host. I'm back again, joined by once more two of the team. Alex Lowlies, how are you doing? Hi. I'm so tired and I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're tired already. It's EGX. Tomorrow. I know, yeah. I mean, you you guys know about it. I only slept like three and a half hours in the excitement of EGX. Um, that's definitely the reason that I couldn't sleep. But we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, we'll. Uh, sorry, man. You need to you need to drink some Ovaltine. <laughs> delicious, delicious drink. Hot what drink. Ovaltine like gravy. What does no, it do? No, you're thinking of Bovril. <laughs> <laughs> what does Ovaltine do? It's just a nice hot OT drink that you have, and it 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 gets you ready for the sleeps. I'm not sponsored by Ovaltine. I'm just telling you guys. <laughs> it's like, like Horlicks. Person sponsored by Ovaltine. Yeah, uh, it's like Horlicks. Uh, okay, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I, I'll say up front uh, before we say hello to you, mean uh, that this will be a shorter <laughs> yeah. episode than usual um, because uh, the reason it's taking place a day early is because uh, much of the team is at EGX from tomorrow, Friday. EGX is actually opened today, and next <gasps> week uh, we will be out in Germany for Essen Spiel. Yeah, so it is a Germany, busy couple watch of out. weeks. <laughs> so that's why the podcast is both early and shorter than usual, or at least we'll try and keep it shorter than usual. But of course, joining us once again, Alex Meehan. How are you? back you couldn't get rid of me they tried last week they tried <laughs> <laughs> but i broke free from their elaborate trap and now i'm back that was such a menacing laugh just now it was a very mm, like it's like a cute cackle yeah i do yeah i i do consider myself to be a form of witch <laughs> uh, but a cute cackle is probably one of the best compliments i've ever had yeah, uh, well, congratulations on escaping the Squid Game we set for you, for you last week. Yeah, it was uh, rough. And therefore earning your place on the podcast. Uh, oh, wait. 
That's what you win in this sweet game. Yeah. <laughs> the piggy bank just fills with more and more podcasts as you go along. <laughs> it's like, oh, we've earned the new section. Oh, here comes the, like, what we've been playing. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I'd rather not do it again if it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, right. Do you want to know the bingo call, by the way? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, what, what episode are we on? 78? 78, Heaven's Gate. Oh, okay, yeah. That rhymes. Kind of boring. Begrudgingly yeah. accept this. Heaven's Gate, mm. not a great film. Uh, notoriously oh, right, bad, okay. in fact. The film wait, Heaven's wait. Gate. Hold on. There's a is film called the Heaven's one... Gate. Is that the one about like Crusaders and stuff? Am I going um, to No. No. It. It's the. Is it. It's the um, Ramcom. No. No, it's from the no, director of the Deer Hunter, whose name I now forget, who I don't I... think is a particularly nice person. I know what I know what film Noli's is talking about, and it's really bad. A little, a little taste of heaven. Is that it? A little touch no, of heaven? No, that's the one where the woman is like, "Oh no, you're you've got like a terrible disease, but isn't the life so quirky?" That's I'm thinking one. about is it four weddings and a funeral? That's what I'm thinking about because I think. <laughs> Uh, knocking on heaven's door features in that. Um, wow! If I remember correctly. Wow. Okay. Uh, I only um, remember that because I I think I saw that when I was way too young. And you know when you're way when you watch something you're way too young for it, it really sticks in your mind. Like the weirdest mm. details stick in your mind. I don't think I've seen it since I, whatever age I was when I first saw. It. I must have been like seven. So um, yeah, that that's a detail that's stuck in my mind. Yeah, mm. for uh, me. Aaron... Aaron Winmeyer says, I was thinking of Kingdom of Heaven, which is what I was thinking of. That's uh, the one we've all... Or Blando. Or Blando Loom. Blando Loom, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lolis, I the film for me that does that is Jason X, which I don't know if I've mentioned before on this podcast, but I remember oh. staying up late one night when I was probably about nine or ten and watching oh, that whoa. and being very upset by... Uh, there's a part where Jason freezes someone's head in liquid nitrogen and then smashes it like a light bulb. Yeah, that's um, the one where he's is, in space, right? Yeah, it's not how heads or craniums work at all, or liquid nitrogen for that fact, but it just, it's really stuck with me. It scared wouldn't the pants off me as a child. Liquid nitrogen, wouldn't that? Yeah, but that he would do that. Yeah, you'd need I to freeze it for a long, long time, I think. He just kind of dunks them in, like they're being baptized, and then whoop, and then out, and then smashes. I don't know, it happens pretty quickly, I feel like. Maybe not like, maybe a head, you know, I've only ever seen it done with a banana, which is like <laughs> sizably smaller than a head. But like, I feel like it probably wouldn't be too much longer than a banana. I mean, oh. you could absolutely be right. I mean, if we've got any scientists in the chat or liquid nitrogen experts, or in fact, Jason himself. Yeah, Jason. Please write in and let us know. <laughs> if you're um, in the chat, let us know. Wait, didn't you not say he like, his head got smashed? No, he smashes no. someone else's head. Oh, okay. He, you can't Jay kill JC. Yeah. He'll come back for another seven sequels. Yeah, uh, even even when you send Jason to hell with Freddy Krueger, he still gets out. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Those films are, uh, are bad. Very I don't think they've ever been good. Friday the 13th films have never been good. Whoa! So Friday the, 13th. the only good one hot is Friday the 13th take. 2, part 2, or whatever it's called. Um, hot, hot take from Matt Jarvis there. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's not Nightmare good... on Elm Street. Do you know what's a good horror film? No. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alien. And do you know yes. what's a good board game based Whoa! on the movie Alien? Tell us, Lolise. <laughs> Alien Fate of the Nostromo. And if you'd like to play it, there's a how to play <laughs> video on the channel now. Lolise, you played a lot of this Alien, this Alien game. 
tell us what you think. <laughs> oh, I played it five times in one day and then not oh since. God. But I I have wanted to play it since. It's um it's really good. It's um it really captures the like panic inducing running around a spaceship trying not to get caught by the alien that you get kind of from alien isolation at uh, the, the video game but also from watching the 1979 version of the, the well hmm. i say version it's the only version right uh of the yeah. movie yeah um, the, one of the greatest films ever made mm -hmm. i think it's really more. good like when i played <laughs> when i first got the box it's it's a ravensburger game and i was like i love ravensburger i'll just say that to begin with but I feel like Ravensburger, in my mind, do like fairly simplistic kind of, you know, family style games. And I thought, oh, how, how good is this, you know, how good is this game about a horror film really going to be? But it's really good, really stands up to, I think, stands up to the potential hype that there wasn't about the game. I think people, were, yeah. Yeah, I saw some excitement around it because I think there was also the Aliens Another Glorious Day in the Core really rolls mm. off the tongue so we're kind of seeing like quite a few aliens game or alien aliens games at the moment and i think this one generally seems to be the one that people have said kind of st stands out as better than you would expect it to be i guess yeah yeah and i don't i famously i'm not a huge co-op fan but uh, i enjoyed this is a co-op game and i enjoyed it uh, as i say i played it a few times and uh, i would play it again i really want to play it i've only played it two player i really want to play it with more players because I do think it's the kind of game that will feel different uh, depending on the number of players because it's quite a small ship. So the more players you have, the more likely you are to bump into the alien, I guess, especially if you split up, which um, obviously when you have a group morale track, uh, that can be quite precarious. Mm, it's a bit like that scene in Alien where they've all split up and they're going yeah. through the vents and stuff. Yeah, and Jonesy features yeah. heavily. Whoa! I don't have the box here, but he does, and it's great. I love Joe. Yeah, I do too. Though he spends a lot of that film just in a crate, just looking really like this isn't great. I mean, you're thrown around in a crate. You can yeah. get a crate. You can equip a crate to Whoa. catch Jonesy in this game as well, because he comes cool. and hisses at you. So, oh, yeah, he's scared. Yeah, well, it generally doesn't great. work out well for. I think it's Brett in the film. It's like the, yeah. oh, it's just the cat. And then it's like, mm, 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 mm. Oh, that's the guy. That's the I'm... guy who Harry goes Stanley. down. Yeah. I know all their names now because of the game, because you play the characters. So. I, even though I've watched that film many times and I love it a lot, I genuinely can't remember most of their names because their names aren't really hugely important. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows Ripley. And then after yeah. that, I don't, I don't, I would never know any of the others. And to be honest, I would have, I always get confused between the director and the main character. Oh, <laughs> Ridley and Ridley, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I think it's kind of a little bit the point that we don't really know a lot of their names because, you know, capitalism, they're just pawns in, mm. in the corporate games, so to speak. But uh, yeah, it sounds good. I really want to play it uh, because love Alien, love the idea of because like Aliens, another beautiful day in the core, is like more of an Aliens game, isn't it? Like it's you go around shooting. I think it's full on, yeah, aliens. like dungeon yeah. crawler. It is. It is very much off that. I think it 
in some ways they kind of are those two films in miniature right it's like mm. alien fate of the nostromo is kind of you creep around you try to survive you have to use your wits and stuff you can scrape together whereas i think another glorious day in the core is just full-on bug hunt yeah yeah you get to be like yeehaw you get some cool miniatures in Ostromo as well you get like a really cool xenomorph miniature and all the characters one of the i like as well the characters have different poses in this um i think is a brett maybe or a different one of the other ones maybe um is like kneeling down which like is great because you never really, you know, a lot of times in, in games which come with, like, these kind of miniatures, they're all just, like, standing up, ready to go. Whereas, mm. you know, he's on the phone, like, hunkered down, and it's just a nice little detail to see, like, them actually being yeah. different to each other. And that makes sense, because I'm pretty sure they have, like, a communication device they use, because they're in the lower kind of decks of the ship, mm. and they do that in the film. So, uh, yeah, this sounds, this sounds neat. I want to play this. Uh, is Bishop in it or not? Bishop's aliens, right? No, Ash. not Bishop. Ash. Ash. I get Ash and Bishop Ash. mixed up. Yes, Ash is so is the, the bad one. Bishop is the mm. good one. Ash Spoiler is alert. in the game in one of two ways. Either there is a final mission which brings Ash into the game and makes it a little bit harder, um, or you can play it as an alternative. Like as a if you want to make the game a bit harder, you can bring Ash in. So there's these Ash cards that will play whether you play with Ash or not. But there's a an ash little like standee that you can either use or not use depending on how difficult you want to play it. And he'll go and she depending on if he comes through a final mission or because you want to make the game harder. There's like slight different rule sets, but essentially he makes your life harder. And it's I really like I really like the addition of Ash actually. Yeah, mm. Ashley. No. <laughs> I could see like an expansion for that game where they turn Ash into like you can play him and players like a traitor element or something yeah like mm. a betrayal a betrayal kind of traitor reveal would be fitting well yeah. you know the, the problem here is that you know Ash you obviously yeah but one of you could replace your military <laughs> or something like that like i think more, backseat game designing you just know from the i think you know from the off like ash is working against you but like it could be just adding a competitive element into the game but it sounds really good and i want to give it a go so, um, is it your copy, Lolis, or is it? No, it's the office copy. Um, <gasps> it was. It arrived, I think, at the office the same day that I happened to be there, and actually arrived from Matt. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Matt said to open it, so we did. And I was like, "Ooh, I," because I'm currently like still playing Alien Isolation, so I was like, "Ooh, I want to see what the board game's like." So then I brought it home, and. Uh, now I did a how to play video, which everyone should definitely go watch and go play the game. Hmm. Well, mm -hmm. when that box eventually makes its way back <laughs> to the office, then uh, maybe maybe I can give that a go. But it sounds could, great. Did you? Mm -hmm. I can bring it to EGX and get one of the others to Ooh, bring it back with them. That would be wonderful if that could. Yeah, when you go to EGX, slowly tomorrow. EGX. EGX. <laughs> yes. mm -hmm. oh. well, while we're on the topic, what what can folks expect from well the video team at EGX, and then uh, me and I will be going out to Essen uh, with Liv and Lonely's the week after. Yeah, I mean our schedule is pretty simple. Three PM BST every day. We're on. Is it the main stage? Um, EGX live stage. I EGX think. Yeah. live stage. There you I go. I don't know if that's the main stage or not. I think it might be. But... It should yeah. be. 
It's on the EGX live stage every day, 3 p.m. BST. And if you're not at the show physically yourself, we will be streaming them as well. So if you just keep an eye on, I think they've already been scheduled. So you can set yourself reminders right now already um, because, yeah, we will be streaming every day and we've got planned for tomorrow. I'm actually excited, equally excited about all three streams, I have to say. Tomorrow we're doing a thing that we just came up with where... Essentially, the audience will suggest a uh, D&D monster. Um, and then one of us has to describe the D&D monster to another person. And they have to try and draw it based on the description and potentially not knowing what the D&D monster actually looks like in real life. So we, we're going to get like an artist. You know, like if, you, if you're reporting a crime and you have to like <laughs> describe the, the person who did the crime and an artist does it does the drawing it's kind of like that but with D&D monsters uh and the only the other difference is that we're not necessarily very good at drawing <laughs> so we'll see how good those come out um mm. so that should be quite a bit of fun and then on Saturday I believe we're playing monikers with Eurogamer yeah Monica. I've, I've never played before oh my god it's so, it's so good <laughs> it's, I have to say the amount of games that I've never played before but played for the first time on stage with Dicebreaker like Werewolf is another one I'd never played before playing on stage actually maybe that's the only one <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we're going to play Monikers with Eurogamer 3pm on Saturday and okay, on Sunday hi. we're going to revisit something that we did at EGX two years ago so last time we oh. were there, 2019 um, I think it might have been my first time on stage with Dicebreaker we played Cash and Guns against Team Eurogamer and um, we will be revisiting that and, and bringing back the beef I believe Andy from Andy Farrand from Oxbox is joining us for one of the streams. I've now forgotten which one, but for one of those streams, he's uh, he's joining in as well. You can tell from the thumb if you set yourself a reminder on our YouTube. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Um, you should you should tune in regardless of who's joining. Yeah. Icebreaker because it's icebreaker. It's icebreaker. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> the, the others are just an added extra. Frankly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, if you see us around the show floor, come say hi, by the way, as well, if you're going to be there. I'm very excited mm. to actually see people. Oh. Mm. It's going to be a lot. Uh, going from from zero to everything in the space of a week. Mm -hmm. It's going to be full on, but I'm I'm excited. Back for a yeah. day, and then we go to Essen, so... <laughs> yeah, um, Matt and I will not be at EGX. Uh, but don't let that stop you. Yeah, no, don't... <laughs> stop you but well, obviously but like we're, yeah we're preparing our our boat that we're gonna sail on over to germany <laughs> uh yeah but go yeah definitely watch egx if you're going go and watch the live shows it's gonna be awesome do we know if you're gonna have any merch there or not uh i believe we might do but i don't know for sure i, sh well, I should probably find this out yeah, have a look. Check the merch um, store. Yeah, check the merch store. We might have some dicebreaker merch there. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm really excited because um, EGX was like the first event that we did mm. <laughs> together. Yeah, um, it was my first week on the job. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, day. it was. It was my second week, I think, on the job, and it was uh, very exciting. But um, yeah. Uh, also, thanks to John Moskowitz for your lovely. Um, why have why has my brain gone down the Super toilet? Chat. Super chat. Super yeah. chat. 
uh, if you wanted to put any text in there, it's not there. So uh, put it in. Yeah. <laughs> we'll read it. Which I had. We also had one even from Dicebreaker Plus uh, VIP Josh Bunton. Oh. Uh, who said, good morning from California. Hope all has been well. Can't wait for EGX. So thanks very much, yeah. Josh and John. Thank you. But yeah, we, we can't, can't wait, wait either. It's been, yeah, it's it's definitely one of the highlights of this job is just seeing people and seeing games. And the last year we haven't been able to do, I was going to say as much of that. We haven't been able to do any of that really. Oh, so it's yeah, just yeah, is, exciting to, to get it going. This again. is the first event we have, we're going to since the, the, the thing. The situation. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, and it's worth stating, obviously, if you're going going to Essen or going to EGX, like obviously wear a mask, like be considerate of others, make sure that you uh, get yourself tested beforehand. If you have any symptoms, to go in, and you know, mm. uh, I believe for EGX be you need smart. to be double vaxxed as well as Essen. Yes. So obviously, you know, Rem remember to do your vax thing. Yes, We've, Matt's uh, been telling us that for like <laughs> four weeks. Do the Max <laughs> thing on the NHS app, please. Yes. And I'm like, yes, I will. But yeah, but yeah uh, next week we will be at Essen, all of us except Wills, because he's going on holiday. <laughs> to not Essen. <laughs> to not Essen. Uh, but we will be going, and we're all very, very excited. Aren't we, boys and girls and everyone? Board yes. games! We will, yeah, we'll get we'll get onto that in a second. Board let's say. games for everyone, board uh, games for you. Oh goodness, that's not. <laughs> remember that song. That's slightly because out of tune, but I can't it remember. It was a very catchy dicebreaker theme. Alex yeah, dicebreaker. Yeah, no, that's the one I. <laughs> uh, if um, you don't know what yeah. we're going on about, you should watch uh, Dicebreaker Does Taskmaster, which we did a few yeah. weeks ago, uh, and it's very funny. And we had to write a theme tune for Dicebreaker. Yeah, uh, and it will get stuck in your head as well. I've I have found myself singing Dicebreaker bop, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, over the last few weeks. It's incredible. And only, I think when you go on the stage at EGX, someone needs to do that into the microphone. Yeah, let's do it. It's good Definitely show. do that. Um, did you have you played anything else, Lolis? Yeah, I actually have. Do you know what? I hadn't even played that in the last week. We just started talking about it, but I played that two weeks ago and I did talk about it last week. But anyway, uh, I have played in the last week, legit, um, more Hero Realms, uh, which, Ooh. as I, I mentioned this before, it's like the sibling of my, my favourite Star Realms. And I have to say, I'm enjoying the digital version so much that it's it's climbing up the ranks for me um i've played the physical and the digital version um the fun thing with the digital version it's like still in beta so it's like um not everyone has access to it at the moment i, I don't think unless you back the kickstarter but you can like level up your heroes which is like quite addictive because you like you get you know up, up you get to upgrade your your cards your um skill cards or whatever they're called i don't know what they're called and um, that's quite exciting to like be like level up, level up, see what I get next. And also your health goes up, which makes you stronger, obviously. Um, but then I also own the physical version. So even though I've owned the physical version for about four years, <laughs> never touched it. I finally like actually unpacked it and played it. And um, yeah, it's really good. Um, there's also a, um, uh, an expansion that I haven't opened yet where one of you can play as a dragon and then the rest of you play as heroes and you fight the dragon, which I'm Whoa. really keen to try, but have not yet. Because I've just been getting to grips with like the, the base characters and stuff. But yeah, 
it's that's good. Um, and I've been playing. I played a couple of games of Mysterium at the weekend. Oh, mm. spooks! Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. It is the season. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was really good. Uh, I was the ghost in the first round. I think there was like how many of us were there playing? Was it four? Four in the first round. And then I think we played six of us in the next round. But anyway, yeah, we, there was, I think, only four of us playing in the first round. And we won because, of course, I'm a brilliant ghost and <laughs> I'm very smart oh. and beautiful. So. <laughs> yeah, that helps with being the ghost. <laughs> it does, yeah. People, re- I think, are really keen to try and help you find out, you know, put you to rest when they know mm. that you're smart and beautiful. Um, yeah, because then they might be like, when I go to heaven. Yeah. Uh, and then the second game, somebody else was the ghost we lost. So. Oh, well. <laughs> um, See, that's why they went wrong. They weren't the ghost. <laughs> no, but to be fair, I think in the second game, uh, because it was more of us, it was a lot harder, I think. Because um, oh. there's obviously more you got to do with the same amount of cards as the ghost. And it's, uh, it's a toughie, but it was still good fun. And mm, I hadn't played yeah. it in a while, so it was quite fun to, to revisit such a spoopy classic game i think there's been yeah. two videos recently about mysterious yes. by our very own live so you should go check yeah. those out if you haven't already mm, you should because mysterium is a classic very good and if you wanted to pick up a copy for the halloween season then you can learn how to play it mm-hmm. from our wonderful live uh is that a learn how to play game or is that what nope, you it's should a why you should play but hey what it's the play? first step is learning why you should You should watch that and be like, oh, this is really good. And then you should buy the game. It's funny because I was trying to teach the game uh, at the weekend and I realized halfway through teaching that I think the only time I'd ever taught the game previously was when I was a games guru. And at the time, it was before the English version of the game came out, so like only the Polish version of the game was mm. around, and it has slightly different rules, and so wow. I only know how to teach those rules. And so when, um, yeah, when we were playing at the weekend, I was like, oh yeah, there's this other thing with clairvoyance tokens, but I, even though I've played the game with them previously, I couldn't remember how mm. they actually worked, and so yeah, it was like, I've played games without them before. They're not yeah. like essential. They they kind of just sort of help some players maybe like inch up slightly mm. towards towards because obviously the more points you get the more cards you get to see at the end yeah 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 the little while the digital version is pretty good yeah it's, there's a steam yeah. version that i just downloaded yeah. recently i haven't played it yet we just played on tts but um i'm really keen it's to good. try the steam version. it looks really good i saw somebody yeah. stream it and i was like oh that looks sick i didn't know that, yeah. that was a thing so it's much like there is some decent Mysterium um, mods on uh, Tabletop Simulator, but obviously, like one, like the app version is just more efficient, and two, you you pay for the thing, so yeah, I guess you're support supporting. The, yeah, support the people that make it. Yeah, you're supporting the people that make it. But um, yeah, uh, anything else, Lolis, that you have played? Uh, I think that's everything I've played. The only other things I've watched. Whoa! 
Uh, I've been catching up on the Great British Bake Off, which is great, and oh. I love Jürgen. He's the greatest, and I love him so I've much. not watched <laughs> this week's episode yet. I have I, no spoilers. All I'm saying is yeah. that Jürgen is my fave, and I want him to win, and I love him so much, and I just want him to be happy. That's all I want. I just want him to just be happy and, and have a smile and yeah. feel happy feelings. Um, he is a really nice German man. He is like... so lovely. Um... <laughs> And I've been watching Why the Last Man, which is a really interesting. Uh, have you watched it as well, Matt? Because you're, you're no, but I've read the head. comics and oh right, yeah, okay. I was looking forward to the TV series. I've heard I was saying mixed things, so I'm kind of interested to hear what you think of it if you've not read the comics. Yeah, I've not read the comics, and so the whole premise of it is like new to me. Um, it's only like four episodes in as well. It's coming out every week, so. We'll, we'll see like where this goes by the end of the season, how I feel about it by the end of the season. But um, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, the premise is that it's uh, something, some kind of disease or something just wipes out all people with a Y chromosome, just like all of a sudden, just within like minutes. Um, and it, uh, except for one cisgender man and his monkey, who's um, also male. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I just And the monkey's called Ampersand. Yes. Which I think is hilarious. And yeah, he's called Yorick. It's very, it's mm-hmm. a, yeah, it's very like, okay. Yeah. Well, sure. so somebody in chat is saying, so all men, this is where it's quite interesting because it's not necessarily all men. It, like the the television series certainly like um, explores, um, I don't really know how to like, because there was a lot of science talk and I'm not a sciencey person, but like it, it kind of talks about how, you know, there's a lot of people who are like female presenting and they didn't realize that they had like male hormones like that or like male chromosomes. And it was like that they also died. And it was, it's just really interesting. It's called Why the the, the Last Man. And I, as I say, um, it's only four episodes in, so I don't know exactly where this is going to go, but... So far, really interesting. I believe there's also a, a transgender character in the series as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. So this is something that features um, a bit because um, obviously there's supposedly no men, and so any men that you see are trans. And so Yarek, or Yarek, sorry, people often think he's trans because he's male presenting, and people are like all men are dead so you must be trans but then it's also like um because the you know everyone just kind of goes a bit mad and like robs all the like drugstores and stuff and it's like for for the people who are trans they are trying to find like hormones because they just can't get access to them and it's like it's quite tough it's um it's really good i really like it yeah i heard mixed things because i was aware of the comic series but i've never gone around to reading it and then I heard mixed things about the series, but yeah, I I'm just, glad you're enjoying it, Lodi. Yeah, I find it really interesting, and I like explores some some subjects that like I wasn't hundred percent aware of, and and that I wouldn't necessarily even think about. Um, and I am intrigued by it. So. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool. on Disney Plus. Well, there you go. Hmm. I may be misremembering, but I think the comics, one of the, at least one of the creators or co-creators then went on to do Saga, which is also very good. Yeah, I may Saga's be getting great. my comic series come kind of crossed over, but I went backwards from Saga to Why the Last Man. and was like, oh, this is very good. It's not was that why, long either. Was Why Image then? Yeah. 
yeah well, yeah that would that would probably make sense then because saga is also published by image so yeah uh, yeah i i like you matt pretty much only have read really image comics or or um fables which yes is vertigo which no longer exists i believe uh r.i.p uh right <laughs> that's all i've been up to <laughs> move on wonderful cool. stuff all right okay. alex me and Hello. What have you been up to since what we last you saw you on this hate podcast? What do you want? I'm telling you. Stop calling me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, because I've been away for a little bit, uh, I've played quite a few board games, actually. So I can talk about those. Um, I played quite a few games of Quacks of Quedlinburg. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Lodi's favourite game. Love it. Well, Star Realms is your favourite game, but one of your favourites. Quacks is top three. Yeah. Uh, no, one, okay, there's something you need to know about Quacks. Number one, it slaps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it yes, absolutely it slaps. Okay. Um, number two, I need to buy a copy. <laughs> yes. It's like 30 quid. It's not even that yeah. expensive when you consider all the bits that are in there. It's actually, I think it's like super, you could probably even get it cheaper now. I feel like, yeah, anyway, go on. Keep talking. I'm just getting excited. I think you can get it for like 26 quid, but keep going. Yeah, I, I've, been, I've been sort of sniffing around for the right price. I need to get it at the right time. But like playing it the other week just sort of cemented in my mind of like, okay, I need to own this because none of my friends own it. And uh, so we often don't buy board games that our friends also own because then we're like, well, mm-hmm. like, you know, if we want to play that, we can kind of hang out with them and play it unless they're games that we really well, like we really like um and quacks is one of those so play two games of quacks in a row uh i won one the other person won the other it was a two, we were playing two player and it still works really well for two players that's the good thing about quacks it doesn't really matter the number of mm. players um for those who may not know quacks of quedlinburg number one you should watch the video that lowly did about it number two uh it's like a bag building game Mm-hmm. which basically means you've got this little bag full of tokens, the certain tokens you want to pull out, the certain ones you don't want to pull out, and then as you go through the games, you can put kind of the game, you can put more tokens in there that you want to bring out. And then you kind of pull tokens and push your luck and see how far you can kind of get along this track without your pot exploding. Because that's bad. Uh, but it's just a really, it's just so good. And this person I was playing it with had never played it before. And we finished the game, they were like, can we play it again? And I was yeah. like, yes, we can. <laughs> I say the expansions um, are good as well. Um, I think mm. Alchemist, in my opinion, is better than Herb Witches. But, Herb Witches, yeah. Um, definitely worth checking out if you've not mm. played them. Yep. Yeah, so that's Quacks. Uh, I also played some Monikers, talking of Monikers. Hey! Yeah, so the friend group I was with over the weekend uh monikers is like our go-to game that we play when we've you know we're feeling a bit (laughs) loosey-goosey we've had a few a few bevies um and we kind of want to have some fun and i believe we played with the base pack because there's loads of different packs of monikers uh and it's just really good it's just such good fun uh boldo has basically become an icon in that game for us because the pack that we were playing with has Voldo in it, who, for those who may not know, is a Soul Calibur character. 
who uh, fights in a very particular way. And there is a Baldo card, spoiler alert, in that, I think, the base set. Uh, and Lolisi may not know. I don't know whether to, to spoil the premise of the game for you, but um, there is, you basically have to try and explain these cards without mentioning the, the names of the thing you're trying to explain. But like there are multiple rounds, and one of them is you only act. So when we had Voldo once, guess who was Voldo? Uh, I, <laughs> um, yeah, it was really good. Um, and what else? Uh, we we played Stay Cool, which is great. Um, oh yeah, let's stay cool. Yeah, which is a party game where you one person is trying to answer questions with speech and with these dice but two different types of questions at the same time and uh it's quite stressful and we played with like more people than the game recommends because i feel like it's just a game that you can kind of just scale like mm -hmm. i don't think the extra players really make any difference it just takes a bit longer to get round with the next you know through the next rounds but um yeah it was really good i did not do well <laughs> because i got really stuck on one question and then my time ran out that's what happened uh, to me when we played it for the video and it was like a really stupid question and i was like that's hmm. ridiculous there are some i will say as a criticism for that game there are some questions in it which are just really mean or like really stupid or just outright like incorrect and i suspect it's because it's been translated from mm -hmm. french mm -hmm. uh because scorpion mask the publisher and maker are french so i think there might have been some issues there. Matt Jarvis yeah. looks like he wants to say something. French Canadian, I think. But yeah, I remember some of the the wording being vague. And I don't know if it's just deliberately meant to be that way because it's meant to then kind of, they're not hard questions, but the vagueness of them makes them diff more difficult than you think. Or or whether it is just kind of a kind of writing issue in it. Um, yeah, I, I generally like it though. Yeah. yeah, but it is. You can you can watch us playing it, and it's stressful enough. And then in that particular video, a fire alarm goes off oh, uh, yeah. in the office. So at one point, there's just a fire alarm going off in the background. Which, uh, uh, if, you, if you need to, to ramp up the, the pressure of playing an yeah. really kind of uh, intense game, just having yeah having a fire alarm blare in the background is not a bad oh. way. Uh, we also played Shadow Hunters, which I love. It's the worst game ever made, but it's also the best. <laughs> it's basically like Imagine Mario Party, <laughs> which is often described as being like a board game. But it's essentially Mario Party, the board game, but with anime. <laughs> so, yeah. That sounds terrible. It's, yeah, it's terrible, but it's sounds great. Right. <laughs> you, you roll like dice to move around these different cards, and then depending where you are, you can do different actions. But uh players have like a hidden role uh, there are different teams and you have to basically figure out who's on your team but you can go through entire parts of the game of, like having absolutely no idea who's who so then you'll just attack people some people just attack people regardless of knowing their identity because shadow hunters is just that kind of game it's just stupid <laughs> but uh, although i found out my copy had gotten moldy which is gross not happy about that um but yeah, uh, we played a game called Insider, mm. which is oink, an oink yeah, game. Yeah, I love mm. Insider. 
Mm. Remaders um, Werewords? Uh, yes. Is, it, is Werewords sort of. actually a remake? I thought it was yeah. a thing. It's, it it's a contentious topic because it's not officially based on the mechanics, but it is very mechanically similar to the point where I believe at the time where Werewords came out, yeah. Oink straight up tweeted uh, at the publisher of Werewords to be like, hey, that's our game. Um, it was like so a year they're... after Insider came out as well. Yeah, sure. it was. There was there was definitely contention. And Werewolves was like it, super but... popular that year as well. I felt really mm. bad for my games because um, yeah. Insider. Yeah. I love Insider. It's really good. I think just it just. Um, I guess it doesn't have that theme that really seems to sell, which is werewolves. Just everyone wants to buy something with werewolves. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm gonna go on record here. Oh and goodness, say, I you go. hate the look of the the ultimate werewolf games in particular i really don't like the art style um, i agree because where where words is fine because it's it's insider it's like it's still a fun gameplay concept but i just didn't like the way it looked at all i just the art style does nothing for me and it every time i see those games i'm just like the art style yeah. puts me off them yeah i think um that game that's kind of like a spin-off from where werewolves um silver the mm. art style in that is horrible. I hate it so much. It looks like a knockoff Pixar. It's just really gross. I just hate it. Everyone's so shiny and slimy. It's just foul. But um, no, Inside it was pretty good. Um, yeah, that's a game where someone knows like what the question is, the answer, sorry, to the question that the person sort of uh, is in a role of like, hey, you need to ask me questions and I say yes or no. And you've got to figure out what it is. And the insider wants to kind of help the whole group, but without being caught. And then mm -hmm. the group had to try and guess who the insider is. Yeah, it's but, like cooperative. Um, and then they all turn and try and figure mm -hmm. out who the insider is, which I think yeah. I love that. Cause it's like, you're all like happy friends, let's work together. And then it's like, yeah, but who, which one of us knew the answer though? We need to hunt you down. <laughs> it's the ultimate compromise for you, Loli. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And it comes in a cute little box, uh, as many Oink games do. Uh, I had fun. It was good. Uh, and then we also play classic Six and Mit. Six and Mit. Six and Mit. <laughs> That's a uh, great, great game. You should play Professional yeah. Rules, just saying. Just saying. Oh, there we go. Just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've talked about it quite a lot on the podcast, so I won't expand. But we played it in person, and I, I, playing it, we we by then we'd had a, you know, we were a few drinks in. Uh, um, Dice break encourages you to drink responsibly, uh, <laughs> and people kind of had this air of like, oh, what the hell? Uh, I, I'm putting myself in the bin. Like <laughs> it was a very kind of fatalistic attitude because we joke that um playing sixth minute is like uh putting yourself like welcome to hell <laughs> like this game hates you six 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 yeah <laughs> exactly i that's um, one of the few board games that i prefer playing like digitally like on bga just yeah, because it's the... so fiddly otherwise and yeah, like the... not is it just fiddly but you have to like do maths and stuff and it's like I don't mind fiddly or maths when it comes to games, but because it's such a simple game, I just want to crack on with it. Like, I don't want to mm. be spending time on that, like, those little bits. Mm. The board so. game arena version of, of Six Limit is, is is really good. Yeah, so, it is, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, we played that in person for a little bit. And we also played da, 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 da. we played Brute <laughs> in person. It was a wonderful experience. Yeah. I know, it was a wonderful experience. Um yeah, uh, I, I played it once in person way back uh and was very confused. Uh <laughs> but now coming back to the physical version after all this time and all these games of Brute. It was like, oh my goodness, it, it almost felt like a completely, it was both like I'm home, but also like this is a different game because the digital version of Root um, does a lot of the admin for you and cuts out a lot of like, it does the rule, a lot of the rule stuff kind of in the back end. Uh, so you don't really need to think about that that much. Whereas when you're playing a person, you obviously have to like, you know, like, keep an eye on all that stuff um and it does kind of make it almost a different experience but uh it was really great i played the airy uh classic love love those birds uh <laughs> <laughs> i came second uh three points away from winning <laughs> with that here's the big problem we had some new people uh playing with us uh and we were like oh we'll be nice like they've never played before you know we'll teach them how to play and then we won't be too you know we'll we'll craft some things for them because they were the vagabond um and uh that was our big downfall because they won because <laughs> they were playing as a team of two people to start with but mm. also they were playing the vagabond who is often a a uh, faction that kind of just gets away with things because people don't really pay so much attention to them. Yes, yeah. I, well, I think we've spoken about this before, but I think that game, like, I love it. Like, I, I absolutely love it. But I think it, it does depend on people generally being at the same level of skill edge and also being willing to uh, fight each other a little bit more. And it kind mm. of balances out through the expectation that you'll constantly be fighting whoever's pulling ahead because uh, it and and often whoever pulls ahead then just gets piled on and it makes it very hard to win and then the, the idea is that everyone then shifts onto whoever pulls ahead then and it's just constantly switching but I think yeah like with I think one of its biggest weaknesses which is not to say that it's like a weakness overall because I think it's a good game but it's yeah it just isn't it isn't the easiest thing a to teach or b to have new players in versus kind of more experienced they, players. yeah I mean, they picked up really quickly, which we were really impressed by because that game is not easy to kind of take in quickly. Mm. And especially with the Vagabond, who has like different, some different elements to it that you need to kind of keep track of. But um, yeah, we were kind of feuding amongst ourselves, mm. the Airy and the, the Cats and the Alliance. Uh, we did eventually um, pile on top of the Alliance because that's what you do. <laughs> As soon as they start getting bases down, that's it. Like you got to cut that stuff out. Uh, even the vagabonds were getting involved, but um, I did feel a bit bad because then I, the person playing the alliance, was kind of they were kind of in a position where they were. It was very difficult for them to get points after that. Uh, and then it was basically me versus the cats. But then the vagabond kind of snuck behind. And I couldn't get out the vagabond because they were across the map. Yeah. <laughs> and the cats were wanting yeah. me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know what? It was great. And um, speaking to my friend afterwards, I was like, oh, what was your favorite part of that weekend? And they were like, oh, Root. Like, Aww, playing Root was good. the best part. And I was like, playing Root is great. 
Uh, and it's just wonderful that we already have those existing kind of almost memes around the game. So that when, like, inevitably I fell into turmoil, of course, the birdie boiler happened. Uh, it's just, yeah, they're, they're, we have a lot of love for that game. It's very good. And that's what I play. Nice. Uh, anything else, or was it just all games? Yeah, we played some Mario Party. Uh, shout yeah. out to Monkey Monty Mole, gay icon Monty Mole, everyone. <laughs> he's, he's the best. Uh, love him. Uh, he was done dirty in Mario Party. Um, that's the one on the Switch, which is okay. Um, and that's about it, really. I've, I've still not watched Squid Squid Game. <gasps> Squid Squad. You should. Squid Squad. Squid Squad. Hashtag so Squid Squad. Uh, I'm going to. I know. I've started watching Alice in Borderland actually because I was told that if I liked Squid Squad that I should watch that. I've heard mixed things about that one. Yeah, I. Do you know what? <laughs> it was funny because I put it on last night. Uh, well, so I tried to watch it the other day while I was eating dinner and then stopped and then I was like, oh, I'll give it another go tomorrow, like last night. And I put it on, I like, thinking that I had maybe like ten minutes left in the episode. I'd literally gotten in fifteen minutes last time before I gave up on it. But um, uh, by the by the time I got to the end of the episode, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm willing to watch this now. I'm like, mm. I'm. In... I don't think it it like matches up with Squid Squad, but it's um, it it seems alright. I don't know. It's very different. I think the acting is quite different. It's a bit more. It's very like anime. I feel like. It's like they're real life anime characters sometimes, the way they're quite like. Matt Jarvis clearly wants to speak. I can see him about to explode. <laughs> no, I haven't seen Alice in Borderland, although I've oh, heard okay. a few people mention it as something they've kind of watched either before or after Squid Game. So, yeah, uh, we'll see, yeah, see how it goes. But so far, I'm like, it seems all right. Like, kind of scratches a similar itch, but it's just not. I'm not mm. as into it, I think, as I am with Squid Game. I just need to finish. Sex Education Series mm. 4? 3? 3. I yes. need to finish Series 3. The problem is I keep watching a show on Netflix called the Was it The Big Family Cook-Off or something? <laughs> <laughs> because I just want to watch something where I don't have to do or think anything. Yeah, Squid, because like, you have to read the subtitles for Squid Squad, it's like a bit more... Well, I want to pay attention Engaged. to Squid Squad. This is the yeah. thing. But, but the great family cook-off, you can just sit there and just be like, yeah. Zoe Ball is talking about something. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to finish Sex Education Series 3, and then I will watch Squid Squad. It's happening. Just pull me out of this family cook-off hole. Help me. Please. <laughs> been, no, you taken... enjoy it. I'm enjoy kidnapped. It. <laughs> Matthew Jarvis. Hello. Hello. Tell us uh, what's, what's going on. Tell you what, it's a quick one because I haven't played any games because I've been very busy with other stuff uh, and various illnesses and planning for things. Uh, I did. I watched all of Sex Education. Uh, yes! My wife and I had not seen before. I enjoyed it very much. Eric is great. Otis sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, Why are these women? Why do these women want to get with him all the time? I do not He's terrible. This. He's just... He's not just spoilers every... for season three, please. I'm yeah. currently no, no, watching no, no. Three. We won't say... Sorry, we we won't say anything. No, 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 but... no. Yeah, it's just yeah. Sometimes it's like mm, I can see how this is trying to be a redemptive arc for you, but also, yeah, you don't seem to have learned anything. 
Yeah. Um, and you don't seem to be particular. And I guess that's teenagers. I don't know. I don't have any. I was a teenager once, but yep. I try and desperately forget ago. it. Thanks. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, been watching Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer is great. Uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's got really really good animation. Uh, I love it very much. Uh, we. I can't remember what film we watched recently. We watched a film recently. I've forgotten no it. No so time really to matter. die. No. Um... <laughs> oh, do you know what I really want to watch? Uh... Oh, I forgot what it's called. But I found it last night, and, it's, and I was like, this looks great. I'll I get back this. to you. Hold on, I'll get Lonely's back to you. Lonely's like, quick, I've got this really important... Oh, hang on. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I can fill in the meantime. Do you want to I've... see Dune, which is coming? I would like to see Dune, yes. I'm excited um, about Dune. I've, to be honest, I've done the very guilty. little else. The Guilty. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. No jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've <laughs> done very little else. Uh, I played a bit of the original Castlevanias because we watched Castlevania relatively recently. And I was like, oh, I like Castlevania because I love Symphony of the Night. And then I tried to go back and play Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse. Yeah, Castlevania and... Free Dracula's Curse is what like the Netflix show is very yeah, which is on. yeah. I was kind of intrigued, uh, and then I remembered why I didn't play the older Castlevanias yep. because I'm very bad at them, and they're very yep. harsh in terms of if you die, you just reset right to the start. Everything like, I don't have time for this in my life anymore. In those games, everything is just going to knock you off all the platforms forever. That's yeah. what the game does. All the enemies just just like are there to push you off the platform. And the jumping is that there. thing of there's no mid-air control, so you have to decide how far <laughs> you're moving. Oh, God. Before you press the jump button, or yeah. as you press the jump button, you can't mid-air it. So, yeah. Um, to stick to Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night, one of the greatest games ever made, but the other I've... Castlevanias just... I've heard Never. great things about Super Castlevania. I've heard like that one's a bit more accessible to get into, but uh, I've never played a Castlevania game. I love the Netflix series. Uh, I've never played Symphony of the Night, but I mean that's the one with Alucard in it. So Symphony of the Night is yeah, is a masterpiece. It, you yeah, everyone should play it at least once. I played it very recently. I wasn't. I didn't play it as a kid. I picked it up a few wow. years ago and really, really loved it. It really holds up. Uh, mm. It is genuinely fantastic. It's uh, it's it's on the list. It's on the pile along with Super Metroid of games that I'm like. Yeah. I probably should play these. Never played but... a Metroid either. Played like many Metroidvanias. Never played Metroid or Vania. Um, <laughs> so that was mostly me. Uh, yeah, mostly think... you. Where's the rest of you? <laughs> That's I don't know. At this point, I'm just clinging. I'm just clinging on to what's oh, left goodness. of me. You know. Um, Let's yeah. keep the, the hype rolling then. Let's keep the hype rolling as we roll into. Uh, you know, this week we decided. Oh, we're rolling into news first. I almost skipped the news. <laughs> I see it whenever I want. It's a surprise. It's it's a short news section this week because uh, obviously a lot is building for uh, Essen, uh, so we'll no doubt see a lot out of there. But the big news this week is that Cole Worley. Uh, probably best known for Root, but also for Oath and for Pax Premier, John Company, a number of games. Uh, Cole Worley has kind of teased his next game, uh, which is called Arcs, because it's a later game, so of course it's a four-letter yeah. title. Oh, uh, what? All right. Later games, Arcs, A-R-C-S. Oh, uh, okay, I didn't hear it. Okay, I didn't hear the C the first time around. <laughs> um, Arcs, colon, collapse and... Not colon collapse. Arcs, colon <laughs> collapse and conflict in the void. Um, See, and... I thought you said Aris first time. And so that would have been. 
Perfect. I mean, ask her on claps and uh, conflict in the void games. does check out. Late <laughs> games, if you're listening, we've got we've got a suggestion. Uh, I mean, ask ask is still four letters long. They can make it work. Where's our and it still game, works with the rest of it. What's this full title oh. again? Aris colon Aris, collapse. Um, arcs collapse and conflict in the void. Works. Now I can't. I'm trying desperately not to say ass. Um so it's arcs. Um it is from Coerly, as I say, uh, of Root. The art is by Shock, surprise, Carl Ferrin of Root. Oh, and the publisher what is a Shock, legend. Surprise. Can't wait to Later see games of Root. some What a uh, legend, Carl Ferrin. <laughs> They're back. <laughs> so um yeah, it's it's you know relatively familiar territory in terms of who's working on it. Both Cole Worley and Carl Ferrin are within the studio of Later Games, so it, that's not much of a surprise. And what's interesting about this is it's kind of billed by Cole as so Arcs is the working title. I should point out, and all of these details, it was kind of very upfront in saying, "Hey, like a lot could change. Um, like I've changed a lot before it came out as well. At one point, it, like the combat system was all based on ratios, which is kind of wild, rather than just dice." <laughs> Um, but this is described as being kind of spun out of some of the ideas of Oath, which I loved very much. You can find a review on the website or the YouTube channel. I absolutely love Oath. Um, but it's spun out of the idea of Oath as being this evolving world and kind of built for players to tell their own stories in. Um, but this is a sci-fi game and it's built as being much more of a kind of narrative driven game, but in shorter bursts. So whereas Oath, a lot of the Chronicle system which was kind of like the deck of cards at the heart of that game that would change depending on who won and what players did in each game. And it would just keep rolling and rolling and rolling. And it would change the setup for future games. With ARCs, it's billed as being a campaign game that only lasts two to four sessions, which is about three to five hours. And Worley has said that this is his simplest game yet. He says Whoa. if Oath was like learning three root factions at once, this is like learning one root faction. So oh. it is, yeah, it's super straightforward. Um, it's... Is that is that how Cole Verley, uh like judges difficulty now? Just, how many just, root just factions? Roots. How many roots is this? <laughs> how, um, how many root factions is cosmic encounter? So it's also said that because it's much more of a kind of there's a fixed start, middle, and end to it um, of these campaigns, and you can apparently you can save between individual sessions, or you can just kind of blast through in like a single single play. Um, but there will be kind of bigger changes to a lot of the world and the the story that players kind of experience. Whereas with both, it was kind of like a a gradual kind of like constant shifting because mm. like you never reset back to the same thing every time. This feels like you kind of have your moments, big things happen, and then you reset the whole thing and go again. And then different things can spin out depending on what the players do. And that's kind of what we know. Um, there's a few more details which you can read about, read in our story, but generally, yeah. Yeah, he mentions like an intriguing action structure, which doesn't mean a lot in Yeah, that's very like, vague yeah. buzzwords. But it you know, it looks like a Cold Worldly game. It sounds like a Cold yeah. Worldly game. It's very interested in, in exploring kind smell of like, like a Cold Worldly game though. We'll find out. I well, will not be the one to tell you. Um I hope it's it, yeah, I hope the smell is not in a particular direction. New box smell. Um mm. yeah. I mean, like I say, it's it's the ingredients you would expect. And to me, it sounds really exciting because I absolutely adore Oath. I love Root. But the big thing with both of those games is they are 
quite hefty to teach anyone that mm. isn't already playing games like that. And so this is like play sessions are said to be, I think, 45 minutes to an hour long tops or maybe 60 to 70, something like that, but about an hour. Um, and like I say, it's said to be much simpler than root. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I, yeah, hi, I, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> will throw my hands up and say that I love Cole Whirly games like almost unanimously. Yeah, you uh, are a Whirly fanboy. It's yeah. true. Like I like I like I love Root to Bits. I love Oath. Like I love Pax Premier. Like I think they are the some of the best games I've ever played. Um, let alone mm. in the last few years. Yeah, I so mean, Root is the best. Root is the best is. game ever made. So. <laughs> That's no, exactly. you can't dispute that. Like, yeah, so I'm looking forward to this. They say that there'll be more details towards the end of this year, and there will probably be a Kickstarter in the first half of 2022, which, if we're going by Oath, I think Oath kind of landed a good eight, nine months after its Kickstarter. I'm just remembering off the top of my head, so don't take that as fact. So I would suspect that we'll either see it towards the end of next year or in 2023. But it's a new early game, it's a new Ferran game, it's a new later games game. Mm. it's pretty exciting stuff mm. it could it, honestly for me it could be the perfect game like it's it means i can convince more people <laughs> to play it it's set in space which is something that i'm very partial to is this, and it's it's oh, early and fair yeah. yeah this might be the most matt jarvis game ever made it, all mm. it needs is like trains it's not anime enough. No, yeah it yeah. does number one it needs that okay so listen here anime trains Paul. Cole Verley, it needs more anime, it needs more trains, and it needs a system whereby you have some sort of trading economy. Uh, wow, I <laughs> feel so... evolving boxes. I feel like I'm just being dissected live on air. Into, also, if like, you can grow parts. pasta, then <laughs> even better. Wow, that's, that's another reference to a Taskmaster video. Mm -hmm. So... What yeah, else that's, is that... in the news, Matt? Tell us. Well, what that's the main story the that I pulled. The other one I just wanted to quickly highlight is there's currently a an RPG bundle up on Itch, uh, which is obviously a great marketplace for indie games. There are a lot of great stuff on there. Uh, but there's a bundle currently running through the whole of October, uh, which is raising funds towards those uh, in Afghanistan, um, either targeted by or fleeing the Taliban. Um, uh, particularly, I think, uh, like uh, lawyers and activists and um those who've worked with kind of foreign countries um in the local in the local region so yeah it's there's some really interesting games in there there's a game about <laughs> there's a game inspired by the steamed hams meme from the simpsons which sounds fantastic uh, there's a game oh about robbing the british museum and taking oh, back all of great. the uh, artifacts that it itself stole um from various colonized countries um there is i'm I can't, I don't actually have the story up in front of me. I'm just remembering these off the top of my head. I think there's a game about that involves you going through books and creating poetry out of random fragments of books. I'm looking at some uh, which now, also there is, great. oh my goodness, I've seen this one before. Uh, there's there's the one, I believe, where you, <laughs> called The Quiet Life, where you're, you live life as a gay nun and you have to basically uh, find happiness in that, in that life. I've seen that one before on itch and I was like, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's a really strong lineup, I would say. I think there's 20 games in there? Yeah, no, there's yeah. more than 20 games. There's like 70, I think. It's $20. I think yeah, I'm just confusing my numbers. Some of these, and they look really good. There's also yeah. one about being in the Regency period, which. <laughs> That's... Yeah, yeah, all that. So, yeah. yeah, go and look at it. 
Yeah, and I think there's there's also like a print and play board game in there. There's a copy of Weird um, Magazine, which is about tabletop mm. RPGs as well. So it's not all RPGs, but it is predominantly indie RPGs. But there seems to be a great selection. It's not that expensive. There's a lot in there, and it's for a good cause. So go and check it out. Like I say, it runs through the whole of October. It is you can find it on our website, or it's I think if you just search for TRPG Bundle for Afghan um, <laughs> support. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So finally. In a short news sections, I just wanted to have a quick event update because I know some folks will be interested. So obviously, EGX is taking place this weekend. Um, Essence Spiel is next week. We now know that Gen Con will be back next year. They've announced that it's coming back. It's mm -hmm. returning to its normal August slot, so it moved out of August this year uh, into September uh, because of obviously COVID. Uh, so we know that it's returning to its traditional August slot, uh, which I think it's been in for all but one of the last 50 years. It's taken place some point in August. Um, we also know that PAX Unplugged, uh, which I should say is run by the company that owns us, Readpop. Uh, it's taking place in December and they've announced that you will need full vaccination to mm -hmm. enter and masks will be mandatory throughout. So if you're getting ready to go to PAX Unplugged or considering it, uh, be aware of that and make sure that you are vaxxed up and masked up, please. Mm-hmm. So there we go. That's just a kind of, hey, FYI about these shows. Uh, before we move on, I'll quickly highlight some bits from the website. Uh, there's a fantastic piece we've got uh, on folklore RPGs um, from Linda Kodega, which is up now. Uh, there's Martin Kito on the Pokemon trading card game, Game Boy game that never Whoa. came out outside of Japan. It's called Pokemon Card GB2. Here comes Great Team Rocket, I think. Um, but it just never saw a wider release. I think if anyone's like me, I played so much of the trading card game, Game Boy game, mm. and never knew there was a sequel. Um, but it sounds really interesting. There's some kind of like, it debuted some cards before they even existed in the actual physical card game. Uh, so it's a really interesting story. Um, there's Reed Conley, who chats about why playing games like music has been uh, kind of brought a lot of entertainment or enjoyment back to the hobby. Um, which is a really, really great piece. Chase, our wonderful news reporter, um, spoke to Grant Howitt, uh, Kieran Gillen, and Stephanie Hans about the Die RPG. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff up on the website, obviously, with news as well. Um, I think we highlighted your Blade Runner piece from last week, Mian, but just in case we missed it, you wrote about Blade Runner um, mm. and the upcoming Blade RPG, Runner RPG and why it could be yeah. something special. So there's a, yeah. there's a lot on the website, so you should go and, go and check it out. And this month, keep an eye for out for horror stuff. Yes. Spook season. Yeah, we do have a wonderful list of horror board games that are perfect for Halloween. We also have a list of horror RPGs mm -hmm. as well. And we've got loads of really exciting and great horror-related content. Hashtag content. <laughs> Hashtag content. Uh, Coming uh, soon. So, yeah. Across both website. YouTube channel and website. So, yeah, yeah. go and check them out. All right. This uh this week's weekly segment, we decided to just just kind of knock it out. So we're not we're not playing a game, but we are just going to pick out some stuff that we're looking forward to. Eschen Spiel, which hopefully we'll have a chance to take a closer look at when we're out in Germany next week. Mm. Um, but there's there's a lot of stuff for folks who aren't fully aware. Like Eschen Spiel, generally considered the biggest board game convention in the world. Um, it's very much a, it kind of grew out of a trade show. It's been going 40 odd years, I think. Um, it is enormous, um, traditionally, and it is, it's a show full of releases. So Gen Con 
which takes place in the US over the summer, tends to be more, there are a lot of releases there as well, um, but it tends to have actual kind of like people on stage doing things, announcing things, um, like oh. Fancy Flight, for instance, run their in-flight report um, during Gen Con and there's awards and stuff like that. Essen is just pure, here's a load of games, here's like thousands of new games on a show floor, go and check them out. That's great, um, yeah. And so, cheese yeah, pretzels. And cheese, cheese pretzels. pretzels. For the low, low price of good. five euros, and it's so good. Yeah, wow, is, uh... are you sponsored by cheese pretzels? Lately? I bloody wish I was. To be honest, <laughs> I wish I was. Cheese pretzels, you're listening. Sponsor Dicebreaker, please. And then just cheese pretzels, cheese the concept. Pretzels. Yeah, not a, not yeah. a particular brand, just the no. food stuff as a whole. Well, this this German stand in particular at Essen Spiel. <laughs> if it's not, if that stand's not there this year, you're going to be devastated. I will get back on the plane and leave. <laughs> We're not going on a plane, so that'll be even more interesting. I will get back on the train and I will leave. <laughs> Just hop on a random plane, like I'm so yeah. offended. Yeah, uh, they'll be like, "Ma'am, why are you here? You don't even have a ticket." And you're like, "I'd be like, cheese uh, pretzel. pretzel situation," and they'd be like, "Oh, okay, cool, get on." Mm, yeah, understood. yeah, fair yeah. enough. Well, I'll grade you to first class. Um, so, so yeah, is there anything? If we just pick out a couple yes. of things, it's it's a very it's a very loosey goosey approach we're taking here. All right, Lonely, you kick us off. Lonely's on the list. Well, I took some screenshots of games that I was interested in. Um. Uwe Rosenberg, one of my favorite designers, who's got Bing. some like hit and misses, but is one of my favorites nonetheless. Um, he there seems to be a new game by him called it's this is German name Tulpenfieber, which is just tulip fever. Um, and to be honest, just the fact that his name is on it makes me intrigued. But also, it's about tulips, and the cover looks quite fun. Like you've got a uh, like. Like it looks like a, a musketeer all in blue and a musketeer all in red and they're standing on either side of a fence and the blue musketeer has got blue tulips behind him and the red musketeer has got red tulips behind him. So I'm sold, to be honest. Lolis, Lolis, is this a tile tile placement game? I actually don't know. Um quite possibly oh, if it's Uve. Fill mm. your tulip fields with the right pattern first to win, it says. Is all I can That see sounds like a tile placement game, yeah. I like I mean, Uwe, yeah. So. <laughs> Uwe Rosenberg has definitely made a name, let's say, with very good tile placement games. But mm. yes, I'm mm. intrigued. Get hype for Uwe mm -hmm. Rosenberg. Uh, what else have we got? <laughs> uh, anything else you're looking at, Lolis? I've got loads that I'm like, I don't know who they're by or what they're about really, but I screenshotted them just because I like yeah. the look or the sound of them at one point. So give us a rundown. Bad Company. Now these are screenshots, so I can't even see the description. Bad Company, Picture Perfect, <laughs> which seems to be a game about taking the perfect picture, which I was intrigued about. Uh, Welcome to the Moon. I really like Welcome to Your Perfect mm. Home. So oh. I'm looking forward to seeing the new version of that. Uh. King Domino Origins, quite excited about yep. that. I like King Domino. Uh, Blue Orange. I think I've got a few games from Blue Orange here, including Neoville, which looks like a futuristic thing. I think you got to build like structures, but it's like can't remember. Anyway, something about that. <laughs> uh, there's yeah. uh, another one by them called the Sound Sound Maker. 
Which again, oh, I just have a screenshot oh, and yes. no other information. But I yeah, I think it's a party game, and it's kind of I think it it works along the lines of you basically have to describe things with sounds that make right. the sounds. Okay. I remember reading about it and being I kind think... of like, oh, that sounds very simple, but actually that sounds like a good laugh. Yeah, at the time I, I took these screenshots, I would have read the descriptions and that's why I took the screenshot, but that was like have... several weeks ago, so I don't Matt, remember. They should have like a picture of your face and an endorsement and then next to it, it just the says... Sound maker. It's a sound wow, I will take that It's a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's... sound maker and like a wanted poster and there's my face <laughs> there's a game called Heimliche Herrschaft which is like secret like what would you call that like um ro not royalty but like people who are like that kind of thing I can't think oh, of like aristocrat oh, Arist like... yeah I think that's kind of the word but yeah it's I'd, I again just have a screenshot and all the information um, so that looked interesting. I'm kind of skipping through some of these because there's too many where I'm just like, I have no information for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all that is okay. of any relevance, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds Yep. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll jump in. I'm at Jarvis Go. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the new Azul Queen's Garden. Yeah, Queen's Garden. yeah. I forgot. There's a new Azul. That's Azul. all that matters to me because Azul mm. is fantastic. Uh, mm. I also really like the stained glass of Sintra uh, follow-up they did. I've not played Summer Pavilion, uh, but I know that I think Wales reviewed it way back when and really liked it. So, mm -hmm. yes, I am excited for a new Azul. Those games are always great. They always have lovely clacky tiles that mm -hmm. you can clink around as well. Um, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to play Crash Octopus. Yes, uh, which Crash looks incredible. Uh, which is just there's tiny little wooden boats and then octopus or like kraken tentacles as well. Mm. Um, and you need to move maneuver out, but basically it turns the table into the sea, so you just dot these around. Uh, um, yeah, it it seems very yeah, good. Like it's very like physical and <laughs> dexterity based. I'm intrigued by. Um, reload which i think was originally called last one standing maybe i'm confusing two games but it's basically fortnite as a board game and mm. that on it's not licensed fortnite obviously but on the face out i'm just kind of intrigued to see how they try and capture that battle royale feeling but i think it only plays with up to like four people so the idea of taking something that is 100 people fighting for space and then just making it four people on a board mm. seems yeah uh, Intriguing, but I guess the that's thing what I'm kind of interested. Board games is that it can be quite annoying when there is a mechanic where you get knocked out, especially mm. depends on the the length of the round. Um, but like for example, Love Letter do that, where it's like kind of one of the win conditions is last player standing. But because it's such a quick round, it doesn't really matter. But so you'd you'd hope it was would be quite quick round or quite quick game because otherwise, people are just sitting around and unlike a video game, you can't just jump into another game straight away you have to wait for everyone else to finish yeah so. i don't know if it has player elimination or if it just if you just go and then the person who is you know in the center or something like that gets the most points i don't know exactly how it plays right. but that's kind of why i'm intrigued to see like mm. okay this seems like a stab at trying to do this very popular video game genre is it actually going to work out um and i think this has been kicking around for a few years at this point so i kind of just want to see it in person um I think, oh, there's also a new Oink game, Scout. Yeah, Scout. Uh, I say new, It's it came out a couple of years ago, but Oink is giving it kind of a fresh coat of paint, uh, which is about finding people for your circus. 
but it seems like as as with most oink games the gameplay i think is quite simple uh you have kind of double-ended cards and then numerical and you want to play um i think consecutive runs or sets but you can't rearrange the cards in your hand so you need to pick up cards and place them into your hand in order to form sets um so yeah oink, oink games are always worth a look and this mm-hmm. looks like they always have like fantastic visuals they have they're in tiny little boxes they're very kind of like affordable and so on yeah i am a big fan of oink so and, oink. yeah from there i'm just yeah oink, just, oink. just seeing everything else around uh alex mian oh i expect you will also have some of the ones because you picked them for your preview list which is on the website yeah if you want to know more about specific games there is a list of 10 games that we're looking forward to seeing essen but uh, I will go through the ones that I'm excited about, uh, aside from some of the ones that Mr. Jarvis has already mentioned. Uh, shout out once again to Crash Octopus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's on everyone's lips. Uh, Dune House Secrets, I'm looking forward to. That's actually coming out, Essen. Uh, it's uh, the latest game from, it, I believe it uses the, the same system as Detective, mm-hmm. a modern crime board game. But it's obviously set in the world of Dune. Uh, New because yeah they're really pushing that dune at the moment uh there's loads of different board games um that are based in arrakis and this one is like a story driven one where you have to use there's like a companion app and you've got to uh, infiltrate the bad people <laughs> uh you're basically rebels uh on arrakis and you're doing dune things so i'm excited about that because uh, uh, I've not played a detective game, but I've wanted to because I've heard good things. So that's going to be there. Camel Up Off Season. That was at Gen Con. We've actually got a copy from there. Whoop, what? Whoop. But it's, yeah, it's in the office. But it's going to be uh, at Essen as well. And I didn't I'm excited. know. Because mm, uh, Camel Up is great. Yeah. Mm, my mum's my favorite board edition. game. She, yeah. I saw her over the weekend and she was like, I love the camel game. She still doesn't know what it's called exactly. She still, she just yeah. knows she loves the board game of camels. Your mum is obsessed with camel up. She loves camel, honestly. I introduced it last Christmas or the Christmas before. And since then, she's just been I'm showing it sure. to her uh, various friends. Aww. It was the Christmas so. before because I remember you specifically have told me multiple times <laughs> that your mother is obsessed with camel up. But uh, yeah, camel up off season is like a spinoff from camel up. Uh, and it looks pretty good. So I'm excited about that. There's another game called Dexterity Jane that I'm excited for because, um, yeah, it's like it, it's a dexterity game <laughs> where I believe cards are involved and you flick the cards. Uh, and, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Okay. It's, it's in, hands are involved and it looks fun. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Origins First Builders, even though that is out, I think. That's also going to be at Essen. That sounds pretty cool. We've actually covered quite a lot of these games on the website. Uh, the new expansion for Lost Ruins of Arnak is going to be there. Mm. Uh, Expedition Leaders. And if anyone's listened to this podcast before, they'll know I love Lost Ruins of Arnak. So excited about that. A new game in the Cockroach Poker series is going to be there. Uh, I'm not going to attempt to say its name because it's in German. Yeah, well, this new one is like Hushkraken Poker. Okay. I think it's a grasshopper. Oh, yeah, but I think it's going to be the German version. So 
I'm going to try and get someone to teach me that. <laughs> I think a new Similio is going to be there, a horror-themed one. We really mm. like Similio. So um, a new game from Will uh, Phil Walker-Harding, uh, the guy who made Sushi Go, is going to be there called Platypus. Uh, we've also covered this on the website. It's a carp game where you can't use certain words and things like that. Uh, exciting stuff. Uh, there's so many games, everyone. Uh, I've yeah. got too many on my list. There's one called Bag of Butts that I'm going to find. <laughs> of course there is. Of course. I don't I was care. I waiting for something like that to land. I yeah, knew it was I coming. I don't care if I have to search the entire convention space. I will find Bag of Butts. Probably going to be like in a little on a little stall in the back. <laughs> It'll be next to the cheese pretzels. Yeah, well, mm. hopefully. They have to like wave you for a red curtain. It's like, I'm looking for the bag of butts. And they just um, kind of gesture to a like, oh, see. neon light pouring out the bottom. Uh, <laughs> oh, the bottom. Up... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what? That's, a di that's a different game. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, let's quickly do a couple of emails. Uh, because, Email! Uh, first of all, we've got this comment, uh, which John Moskovitz actually left in the chat today. Alex Lodis, would you like to read it, please? Hold on while I get the sheet <laughs> up. Do, Hold, do, please, for Alex Lodis. <laughs> the message reads, Hi, L this one. Looking yeah. forward yeah. to a spooky month of Halloween gaming. Will we ever see a con uh, what a continuation of your lasers and feelings story with Andy and Jane from twenty twenty? I want to know what happens to Sim. Thanks. Thanks, John. Um, that's actually from a new member, isn't it? New uh, uh, member for three, three months. Three months. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah, thank you. Um, I don't know. I don't know how this reads. Anyway, uh, I don't know if we'll have a continuation. I mean, it's been a year, over a year, probably. A I year. think it may have even been for last year's EGX that Lasers and Feelings mm. was run. Was it the Star Trek one? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I feel like that's probably not going to happen. Just yeah. based on the fact that it was like a year ago. And, Johnny um, ran it, I believe. No, it was Wheels. Was it Johnny? It was Wheels. Wheels ran it. Um, yeah, I think I mean, also. Yeah, sorry, Liz. Yeah, no, go for it. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, a direct continuation probably unlikely because we tend to run those event things as self-contained things, so mm -hmm. that people can just watch them, enjoy them. Lasers and feelings in general, I'm sure at some yeah. point we'll go back to, but we tend to. You know, there are a heck of a lot of really great RPGs out there. Mm. So, yeah, we try to cycle through and play a lot of different games. So, the Lasers and Feelings, fantastic game. Top tier, top tier. And that was a really, so, really fun game to play as well. I think that might have yeah. been one of the first times where I had wheels as a GM, and I was like, mm. wow, this is great. He's really good. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, yeah, thanks, John. Uh, Alex Meehan. Hello. Would you like to read this one from Way Home, please? Uh, yes. Wei Han says, Dear Dicebreaker team, what games have you played and enjoyed? That I've given you the feeling that there is an objectively optimal move to make, even if it's not obvious. That's how I experience playing Power Grid. My friends and I often feel like there's a quantitatively best move to be made, given the way the auction and the board end up. We still enjoy it because uh, that optimization can make playing extremely tense, even if making moves takes a while of results. Good luck at EGX. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. 
Um, optimal moves. I mean, th- th- this is one thing that I'm just not very good at, which is like, you know, look looking far ahead into the game and being like, okay, how do I optimize this to the full extent? It's why I'm bad at Scythe because <laughs> that's what you do in Scythe. You're like, okay, how can I use absolutely every turn to its maximum potential? I don't think like that. I'm just like, I want to do this. This mm. is going to be fun. Uh, but I respect people who can think like that because they usually beat me. <laughs> but um, I guess Scythe. Like, sometimes I, I can do that. Uh, I feel like Terraforming Mars is another one where I felt mm. like that sort of. Yeah, where I've been like, okay, this this is what I've got in my hand. Um, I feel like I can make this optimum decision. And then you feel really smart after it. Doesn't happen often. <laughs> but yeah, Matthew Jarvis, I can see you waiting. No, no, no. I was just I'm agreeing with you because yeah, I I also tend to just play from the gut a lot of the time because I'm not. Mm. I don't necessarily play games too. I'm sure. I think when I was younger, I was quite competitive and probably quite a sore loser. But now nowadays, I'm just playing to have a fun time. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, a lot of the time, and also it can sometimes just be exhausting for me to try and think multiple turns ahead in a game that I'm not super familiar with, which, to be honest, <laughs> tends to be a lot of games because nature of the job is you play a lot of games a little bit and then move on to something else. Mm. Um, definitely Terraforming Mars was one of those games where it's like, I know that I'm not optimizing these turns and I feel bad about it because that feels like the point of this game. Yeah, yeah. I think there uh, are, yeah, those kinds of games, like I know Food Chain Magnate is kind of notorious for this and that there's no catching up if you start to fall behind you have to just be mm. the most ruthlessly efficient all the time i think pipeline um, is similar from what i've heard yeah um, kind of like pure information games where there's no luck involved um they they tend to be a lot i think i like at least an element of luck i like that things might change on the roll of a die but mm. everyone's kind of subject to the same whims i um, like both like i feel like there's mm. games that do both of those things really well. Like, even though I'm not very good at it, I do really like terraforming Mars and Scythe. Um, I think like they, I feel like the key with those games is that you don't necessarily feel like completely left behind if you do like not quite optimize every single turn. Like the fact that I've been able to, you know, play Scythe as often or as much as I have and get kind of through that barrier of feeling like, oh, I don't really optimize my terms enough shows that like, it's not enough to put me off it. There's, mm. there's still enough there for me to want to come back. Um, I will say just as a quick aside <laughs> on the uh, stream layout, I love the fact that I'm, my screen is the only one where I've got just, a, can you see like the tiny little me in, in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's from Google Me. But I love that. I, I just find it. Lonies! I agree. Oh, you have an answer to this question. You agree? <laughs> yeah, that's just my general... Yeah, I'm more of a gut player. I There's definitely... There's been games where I think ahead and I'm like, oh, this would be so good. This is the perfect move, blah, 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 blah. But overall, I, I prefer to just do what I fancy because at the end of the day, I like... It's a game, and if I can't do what I want at any given time in a game, then when am I going to be able to do it? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. And 
yeah like I've, I've definitely played with people who will take a very long time to think about their turn and that's fine if everyone's kind of that knows that that's the score and everyone's playing like very competitively and you know that it's going to be a long one but sometimes it's better to just be like you know what? i'm just going to make this move to keep things yeah. flowing and not have people kind of drift off that's just my personal experience like it depends who you play with and what they're playing for as well my Agreed. group tends to just play play for the japes yeah for the law japes yeah. japes 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 <laughs> mm -hmm. uh all right thank you for your questions if you would like to drop yeah. us uh a question of your own you can do so at podcast.dicebreaker.com you can also drop it in the chat if you're watching live uh, we didn't have time for that many this week but we appreciate them all and we do add them all in and we do try to get to as many as we can uh, but this week we're whizzing through a little bit quicker than usual because EGX is a coming and then Eschenspiel is a coming and mm. then, then it's the end of the year. That's basically Christmas after that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> then we die. Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, God. Um, yes. So you can, once again, you can find us. We will have streams all of this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday from EGX. If you're at EGX, you can come and actually just say hi in person. That would be really nice. Wow. Uh, we're wow. over on the EGX live stage. Uh, all of the streams slash onstage shenanigans will be from 3 p.m. BST. Uh, but they will also be on this here YouTube channel. Uh, if you're watching on Catch Up, you can also just catch them on Catch Up as well. But hey, if you jump in live, that would be real nice. Uh, yeah. And Eschen Spiel, we may, we are planning, it may depend on whether we can pull this off because we're not 100% sure about the tech yet, but we're hoping to do a live podcast next week. We will see how that goes. Uh, we don't know <laughs> the exact state of things yet because it could be a very different Essen to past years. Uh, but that's the plan. Hopefully there will be a podcast, but if not, we will be back. Uh, on another Friday, uh, yeah, but of course, we'll do a live. We'll do a live podcast on the cheese pretzel place. The cheese pretzel oh place. Oh my god! I don't think yeah. we'd be able to. It would be ridiculous to do a podcast because our mouths would just be full of cheesy pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, either way, we'll have lots coming out of Essen. So obviously, keep your keep your eyes peeled. To keep your eyes peeled, keep your eyes glued to dicebreak.com yeah. dicebreaker, as well as at join dicebreaker on Twitter. Keep your eyes but, peeled for the butt game, everyone. <laughs> bag of butts. Yeah, bag of butts. Coming at you. Shield your eyes from the bag of butts. Uh, <laughs> until then, uh, thank you for being here. Alex Lolis. <laughs> thank you. I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> oh, whoa. Uh, thank you for okay. joining us, Alex Meehan. Yeah, I'm here. I'm not going to go to bed. <laughs> I think that job is what an enthusiastic finish to this podcast has been. Thank you for listening. We'll be back. <laughs> if not next Friday, we'll be back the Friday yeah. afterwards. If you're going yeah, to EGX, EGX or Essen, we hope you have a safe and enjoyable time. Uh, but until we meet again, thank you for listening and have a lovely day. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.